0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vikings Now. And now the season is over. Jim Rich along with Don Mitchell, Pierre Nujem. And did you guys ever really feel that this was going to be a playoff team? I mean, you know, the the path was there, supposedly. This had to happen. They had to happen. They had to win. Green Bay had to lose. Uh, Did you ever feel that there was a shot? I kind of felt like this game was already meaningless before it started.
1: Yeah, it certainly felt that way. To me, I, I think when they lost last week against Green Bay, we we talked, it wasn't technically an elimination game, but it was a pseudo elimination game, and for me, once they lost the game against Green Bay, I thought that was it. The pathway was just going to be too difficult. When you ask the question, did I ever think they were going to be a playoff team? It depends on the <laughs> right, timing I mean, of that now, question. Today? At the beginning of the season, <laughs> at the beginning of the season, I thought they were a playoff team. But, uh, no, after they lost that game to Green Bay, even if they had won today in Detroit, the pathway was just going to be far too difficult, and that proved to be the case.
2: You know, this morning, though, I said, just watch them. Have everything aligned. You know, some freak reason, go into Detroit, beat the Lions, and then they'll have to go one more week. You know, And then I thought one and done there. But just in my brain, I was like, even if they pulled off a win, I didn't think that the Packers, I, I haven't looked at the score right now, but I don't think the Packers at home would let the Bears beat them. So, y- you know, you, you look down at the scenario of all the other stars that had to align, right. and then you think probably not. But um, with that said, when I looked at how many guys were out at the beginning of this game, I thought it was going to be a lot uglier. I, I was impressed with how the, the Vikings played in spurts today.
0: Yeah, Green Bay is in, by the way, so that's okay. that's out there. I, I the score. That's, that's okay. exciting for them. Yes. We're we're really happy Everybody for them. Everybody else
1: em. won that the Vikings needed to lose, it, exactly. with the exception of Seattle, <laughs> uh, uh, Tampa Bay won, New Orleans won. So it was it was just it was going to be far too difficult yeah. for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, uh, so I think that the players knew the same thing we thought after that loss to Green Bay. Uh, this game. Right, Don, you did say you sh- they showed in spurts, but mm. I don't really think there was a lot of fire today, especially early on when they got down by, you know, whatever they did, uh, it just it just didn't attract your attention today's game at all.
2: Well, there was a total shift in the locker room after the loss last week. There definitely was the the air went out of the team. You could just feel it. I'm not going to say some of the names that I know of, the guys are already planning when that they were going to fly out today um, <laughs> yeah. and, and go home. So you know that was already on the mind. So you know you just that last week was the killer. It really was.
1: I just want to make one correction, real quick. But as I, Seattle actually did win today, so all the teams that the Vikings needed to lose, they all won today. So Seattle did come back late and beat Arizona. Just for the record,
0: all right. Uh, so. Now it's time to uh, look at the cadaver. It's laying on the table here. Uh, What do we see here for an autopsy, Pierre? What killed this team this year from getting to the postseason? The
1: story of the season comes down to two things for me, and I think a lot of the Vikings fans will say the same thing. The story of the season comes down to injury. And turnovers that's that's really what the season came down to too many turnovers in the first portion of the season especially the first eight games the fumbling issues just continue to plague this team fumbling issues got better as the season progressed but then the turnovers started to happen through the air and a lot of that had to do with kirk cousins being on the bench and you know injury to your starting quarterback the injury to your all pro wide receiver you saw your starting right tackle go down late in the season, you know, Jordan Hicks missed a handful of games with injury. Byron Murphy missed the last couple of games with the injury. Uh, you know, people wanna say, well, injury is not an excuse. And yes, that technically that is fair. But however, in the grand context of things, you're not going to win games when your best players aren't on the field. It's just as simple as that. I'm sorry to be Captain Obvious about it, but that's Mm -hmm. just the way it goes in the NFL. Timing of injury is also a big thing, so injuries and turnovers really is the story of the season for Minnesota. That really is just what doomed them all year long.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. It's those two, and also I want to throw in sometimes, and I don't know if it's just a cause and effect of the injuries Mm -hmm. and the turnovers, but some of the decision making, and even like the trick play when you're in the red zone again today, like some of the play calls or, or head scratchers where well, don't get too cute down at the goal line just it's football don't overthink it and just put the ball in but then again would you have to overthink it if you had all your personnel and you didn't have this situation that you've already g- kind of gone through this whole year so right. I absolutely agree with you
1: one, one thing I want to point out really quick though Jim okay. it, it, This just it, it goes back to last week's decision to start Jaron Hall at quarterback for me and then to make it all the more confusing is starting Nick Mullins today. Yeah, I know Kevin O'Connell can fall back on the excuse of, well, yes, we're still technically in the chase for the postseason, but then to, to, to go back to Nick Mullins as the starter today in what was an unlikely path to the postseason and to make Jaron Hall the inactive quarterback today, really confusing (laughs) me on Mm -hmm. the last four weeks well that's what he did
0: to Dobbs too he threw him to the number three the
1: the last four weeks in terms of the decision on the quarterbacks really was very very perplexing to me especially last week when you had decided to start Jaron Hall instead of Nick Mullins and then in week 18 you're gonna go back to Mullins why I mean, like what this I want to still I still am waiting to hear an answer as to why I have Hall one. was the starter in week 17.
2: I, I, have, I have one idea. Well, you know why he was the starter. I don't know. I don't think KO listens to the outside, but he had to do something. You know, the, this Nick Mullins is turning the ball over left to right. I think this rookie is ready to go. I think all of us thought this rookie's not ready to go. Mm. If He was ready to go. He would have been right. in here longer. You would have given him more snaps. The reason why I think he went back to Mullins, this is just my humble opinion, Mull- uh, uh, Hall out there looked like he was going to get hurt. L- he he looked well overmatched. And if he is going to be in your system for any years to come, do you want to destroy this kid at quarterback, mentally, physically? Right, but
0: then he shouldn't have started Week 17. You well, should have exactly. seen that exactly.
2: yeah. in practice. But I don't think he did. That, and that That's my whole thing, like. For for me,
1: the offense. We talked about this last week on the podcast. The decision was made to go from Josh Dobbs to Nick Mullins to essentially jumpstart the offense. Twenty four points in back to back games between Cincinnati and Detroit. Not not lighting the world on fire, but uh, like we said last week, twenty four points is enough to keep you in games, and it's enough to put you in a position to win a game.
2: That's not the only reason why, though. They took Dobbs out.
1: No, but not I, that's to not just my, my my the well, my. Well, my You had to start – the turnovers were also a problem as well, but you had to jumpstart the offense because in those previous two games against the Raiders and against the Bears, Josh Dobbs in this offense was giving you nothing. They had a combined – what was it, 12 points? Because he
2: was figured out, and they did not want to be flexible with their playbook. So it's kind of two-pronged.
1: But, that, but the result is still the same, that the offense still was going nowhere with Josh Dobbs in those two weeks. So that was the reason why they make, made the switch to Nick Mullins, to kind of get a spark going, to have a little bit of a gunslinger mentality going, and he's able to throw the ball down the field a little bit better than Dobbs is. So again, I, my question still remains the same. Why was Jaron Hall the starter in Week 17? Why?
2: And I think I I asked KO if he regretted that decision, and he didn't come out and say that he regretted it when we asked him before this game. He walked it back maybe a little bit, but he said what he saw that week in practice. I don't think you can make that decision in one week.
0: No, no. I mean, you've seen him all year. Like Mike Zimmer's famous quote when asked (laughs) about the backup quarterback Do you need to see him? And he goes, I've seen him in practice. And he was just answering the question, and everybody blew it up and said, oh, my God, how disrespectful could you be? He was giving you an honest answer. They see these guys every single day. He has seen Jaron Hall since he was drafted at all the OTAs, the rookie mini camps, mini camps preseason
1: all throughout the year he was there
2: so do you think maybe it was a decision from above he was told to be a fly on the wall
1: well that's you know that I I will probably never get the honest answer to that question that was my nagging suspicion (laughs) that was my nagging suspicion I'm speaking just for myself here but you know Mm -hmm. it's because I, I still have a hard time believing that you can look yourself in the mirror and think to yourself that Jaron Hall gives us the best opportunity to win in this situation well, right now. When
2: he hasn't been the best opportunity to win any week up until that point.
1: Correct. I mean there's only one he only has one start to his name. He didn't finish that game Very due good. to injury, it's not his fault. But in a like we but said that snaps at practice. Well it, but that, that that that's my other issue. Just because he's looking good in practice doesn't mean it's gonna translate over into a game. You know and I'm it,
2: saying even up to then he didn't have a lot of snaps at practice. Yeah. Well that's well he was saying.
1: injured after that game. Yeah, he was out with a concussion. Uh, but
2: No, but in the weeks prior to when they made that decision, still he was not getting tons of snaps at practice.
1: Well with just
2: that one week beforehand.
1: With the first team? Yes. He wasn't getting snaps with the first team in the week before he started?
2: No, just when they made that decision that he's going to be, he was. But before that, he still wasn't. No, he was I mean, back from injury before that.
1: Yeah, no, I I understand that. But, but again, it, it goes back to my point of you cannot there, – there's no way you can convince me that the head coach of this team looked in the mirror and said, said to himself, in an elimination game, a pseudo-elimination game, Jaron Hall gives us the best opportunity to win. Right.
2: I think we're saying the same thing.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that, that's – that, to me, is, is still the most baffling decision that I've seen over the last four weeks.
0: Especially again today, Mullins, uh, 396. He's Mr. 400. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of touchdown passes, but again, a couple of picks late. I was late. You're, you're one, yeah, one, one hit his hand, and the other was just, uh, I'm that not sure throw. who he was throwing that yeah, <laughs> to. Throw. But uh, so is Nick Mullins around here next season? Anybody want to take a shot at uh, Mr. Mullins? Don, you can have this one.
2: Uh, I think it all depends on who's going to be your QB1. If you sign Kirk Cousins, you, I don't know. You know? Or are they going to try to get a young guy in the draft and then kind of have him learn under Kirk Cousins? My gut is saying no. I don't
1: um, I My... <laughs> I think I think so because it's a cheaper option. You know, it's a cheap option. He knows the offense. I th- I think he probably does come back for for the final year of his contract. Uh, I don't really see why not. But but you know, in essence, I think he's. I'll say this. I think he's on the roster going into training camp. Okay. I think I think that that he will be after training camp. Different story, but uh, I think he will be on the roster going into training camp.
0: All right. Uh, so, how far away is this team from? the postseason uh they finished seven and ten um a couple of games out now after all the dust settles uh is it just as you said earlier injuries and turnovers and this team is easily a playoff team
2: i would say so if you had all of your starters and yes you can always say all right they were terrible they had a slow start you know they were making mistakes right, because if in the they front. actually
0: don't mean to interrupt but no, if sir? they if they actually started off 500, 3-1, they would still would be a playoff team tonight.
2: Exactly, so exactly.
0: Continue, sorry. No,
2: that's exactly what I was saying. Like, regardless of all the stuff in the beginning, let's say if they had a great start, yeah, they'd be in it. But even with that bad start, teams get better throughout the year if they don't get injured. You know, they get into rhythms and this and that. I think if you had Kirk Cousins, you, you kept your... Marcus Davenport was at all ever healthy? <laughs> never. No, he was never. right healthy. if you, you get someone on the D line there, but if you get all of your guys and all your horses healthy, I think absolutely. Um, don't know about deep Super Bowl, but it, definitely play.
1: It it really, well, the the obvious question is who's going to be the quarterback of this team next year. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, Quacey do Fonseca has a lot of work to do. Daniel Hunter is a free agent. Jordan Hicks is a free agent. His draft his his draft classes have a little bit left to be desired for me, the, a lot, when, a lot
0: like your GPA.
1: Yeah, the very. Yeah, fair. When, that's that's very fair. In the in the body of work and, and the two, In the last two draft classes, not a lot of hits. Not a lot of hits in, in those in those last two draft uh, draft classes. And the way you know that he drew some fire and the way he maneuvered the board a couple of times. As of right now, in this moment, I would have to look it up, but I believe as of right now, the Vikings. I don't know if that result in Vegas held up, but I believe. The Vikings hold the 11th overall pick, going into the draft, which is, you know, not that you're in a little. Once you get outside the top 10, you're in that little bit of that no man's land in the first (laughs) round. Whether it's like, I don't know if I love a guy this way. Yeah, go get more assets. So, uh, so, I I, this this team, again, I'm saying this for the second straight week. This team needs help Mm -hmm. along the defensive line. This team needs help at outside linebacker. This team team needs help at corner. So, um. You know, I, th- I think you have a decision you want. Uh, m- if you want to find another slot receiver, I think that could help as well. So, right now, there are far too many questions for me about this roster right now to have me feel any type of confidence in them turning it around and becoming a playoff team next year. I will reserve my right to feel differently once I know who the quarterback <laughs> is going into next year.
2: Well, it's kind of twofold. I thought at first, Jimmy, you were saying, does this team this year? you know how deep would they have gone if they didn't get hurt that's what i was responding to i think that they're thin at almost every position Almost. i mean they they have a lot of work to go for if we're looking into the future and all that stuff you you also need to get a running back you know yep Yep. um, kj osmer is going to be gone brandon powell's on a one-year deal i mean you know who's jordan assen is doing great but who else are you going to have um how bad is uh tj hawkinson hurt is he going to come back and be the same way because the guys behind him i mean they did a platoon okay job but i think at every major position they're pretty thin
1: oh the the only position that i can think of right as of right now uh that that i feel pretty confident in is that tackle on right tackle or left tackle after that after that it's, it's a little bit of a whirlwind and then jim john we have ourselves a 200 million dollar question mm of what are we going to do with justin jefferson he's going to set a new he's going to set a new record in terms of how much a wide receiver gets paid he's going to set a new market for how much a wide receiver is paid and that believe me I, i certainly feel that he is worth every single penny but is that the best way to use your financial resources to construct a football team into a super bowl championship contender on top of that, you still don't know who the quarterback is going to right.
0: be. Right. Yeah. Can you have both, a high-paid quarterback and a high-paid wide receiver? Uh, the Chiefs couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They had to ship mm-hmm. out Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. They won a Super Bowl without him. They did. I mean, do the Vikings feel that, you know what, Justin, as awesome as you are, it just doesn't work for us in the financial predicament we're in. I mean.
1: <laughs> it's so funny that you bring up the Tyreek Hill situation too because yeah they they won the Super Bowl last year it's just so funny they won the Super Bowl last year without him but look at this Chiefs team without him this year right they look they they they, they are their receivers the cannot get their hands on the football they can't catch the ball they cannot they don't have any explosive type ability on offense without him in the lineup so i have seen it it's like well we 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 have we have two different answers so we have no answer it's like yeah you won the Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill but then look at you now you're lacking the explosiveness, and you're lacking that type of player where a defense has to focus in on draws, double teams in the secondary. So it's man, it, it is. I would not want to be Quaysey right now. That <laughs> that that is just such a difficult the, decision. The honeymoon
0: estimate. is over this offseason. Well, you also have season. to throw
2: into the mix Daniel Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's I, not think just those gonna two. I, I think he's going to be gone. I don't, don't think they have gone. the
0: money. They got too many other mm-hmm. big questions to answer. Um, so. Priority one, getting that extension done with Jefferson. I mean, it's hung over the team all year long. We were like, gee, does he show up for training camp after he's hurt? Does he come back? Does he just say, you know what, I'm, I'm good. I'm sitting here. But to his credit, and maybe it's not the smartest financial move, but he's healthy. He's at the end of the year. Uh, he's played his cards perfectly. Viking fans have not heard him ever say, show me the money mm-hmm. one single time. So, priority one in this offseason, is it Cousins? Is it move up in the draft, go get a Penix? uh, Somebody out there, the Michigan quarterback, you want to go that way? Um, Go trade for another quarterback? Um, What is priority one for this football team? Is it Jefferson or your quarterback?
1: What do you think, Don?
2: Well, I'm going to take my hat off for a second we're going on what everyone has been saying ownership everybody priority one is getting Justin Jefferson back but then you have to have someone to throw the ball to and we saw today how frustrated he was going to be and I was just like "Ooh, if they don't get someone to get that guy the ball next year those close-ups on his face again next year is going to be very very bad I still think though they say uh, unless unless KO is going to simplify an offense you're going to get another person in here a quarterback that's going to take it took Kirk Cousins two years to get up to snuff on the playbook to get in sync with Justin Jefferson I don't know is Kirk going to be creative with his contract he doesn't historically show that nope. with he and his agent nope. um, so I don't know I still think getting Justin Jefferson I think if you lose Justin Jefferson a lot of the fan base might turn on you I don't I don't know but then Vikings fans are loyal so I would I would say Justin Jefferson first. Try to convince Kirk to come back for at least a two year deal. I don't know team option for a third and see where the chips fall. Uh, I
1: have a nagging suspicion that Kirk Cousins will return as the starter on a two year you know a, a bigger two year type deal. But if you're asking me, sure. my my first priority we're asking you Peter. my first my first priority is yeah I think I'm I'm trying to lock up Justin Jefferson and I only say that because. You know, I, I have historically been more so on the side of being a Kirk Cousins defender than a you know critique of Kirk Cousins. But given the age and given the way the salaries are structured per team in the NFL, you are better off in the long run trying to draft that quarterback in the first round and try to hit on that first round quarterback talent and give yourself the opportunity financially on the rest of the team to fill those holes. Because if you can make yourself a contender with a rookie quarterback on a rookie quarterback contract, that opens up so many more possibilities for you to try to fill in the holes on the roster. And I think by default, as much as I would like to see Kirk Cousins back here, and I think Kirk Cousins deserves to be back here, I think in terms of the long run, It makes more sense to keep Jefferson, maybe try to keep Daniel Hunter too at the same time and try to pluck that quarterback out of the draft in the first round. You may not hit, that's the gamble you take, but you leave yourself more open financially in terms of options to fill the holes on the rest of the team. And
0: I think if Jefferson is your target, you need to get him on board with that plan and sign him first before you miss a quarterback. Because the longer this waits, the sooner he could say, or his financial people say, you know what, enough's enough. We're sitting out. We, We want to move on. You guys aren't going in the right direction. You've got to sell him hope. And if you sell him hope, then he'll sign.
1: And I just want to say one thing. I think it is official now. The Vikings will pick 11th overall in the first round of the NFL draft.
0: Can you get what you want at 11, or are you going to have to move up? It depends on what you want.
1: It dep- uh, you You're
2: know. talking quarterback?
0: Quor- well, uh, is, that the, is that the overall need? I mean, like you guys mentioned off, let's see, defensive end, oh, man. Uh, cornerback, I still uh, think that he- offensive lineman, uh, running back, I wide receiver.
2: I think quarterback in the future has to be in the mix.
1: Oh, it has to be. Has to be in the mix. Has to be. Uh, I think. I think this team has more needs on defense than than quarterback and I think that's probably what Quay might be thinking as well was like well, I can get Kirk back in here and maybe for a two year deal because we, we, we really have to plug in a lot of holes on defense. However, s- more to the to the question if you're sitting there at 11, Caleb Williams is, is very, very likely unless Jaden Daniels at LSU, Makes a serious run, you know, in terms of the high, which he, he could. But Caleb Williams is sitting there, number one. Then it becomes a question of Drake May, you know, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, maybe Bo Nix. Bo, Bo Nix is not going to go that high, but it's you start to get in that second. If Jaden Daniels somehow slides, oh man, that wouldn't that be a, a story in the NFL draft if the Vikings were able to nab him? But um, I, I think if if quarterback if the quarterback that you want is there. You have to, you have to.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's Viking fans will be tolerant of this because this franchise never has reached for a quarterback. Right. It's mm-hmm. when Ponder was there. It's like, well, this is all that's on the table. Okay, we'll take that. Uh, Teddy, he wasn't a reach at all for the Vikings. This would be an opportunity, and I think eleven uh, is close enough to go reach up to six. Five ish, maybe. I mean, if, if I think you're in a position where, if you throw in a lot of other assets, you could get yourself
1: up to where you need to be. The big question is, what are the Bears going to do? Are if they're if they're going to commit to Justin Fields moving forward, then you know, do they stay at one? Does it look like they're going to trade out of one if they commit to Justin Fields moving forward? Because the teams you have mm-hmm. ahead of you in the draft that need quarterbacks, possibly Chicago, possibly mm-hmm. depending on what they do with Justin Fields, New England. Washington, Tennessee is in front of you. I don't know what Tennessee is going to do. Arizona says they're committed to Kyler Murray, but how much do we – I mean, that's a big contract he's got. Right. But but New England, Washington, maybe Tennessee all in front of you, and maybe Chicago depending on what they do with Justin Fields. You're, you're going to have to leapfrog all of those teams to try to get ahead. And and the Chargers right now – Well, if sitting, there's
0: one though, but if there's two or three – yeah you know, or four that you are comfortable with. And I don't know how, I mean, I haven't gone through it. I haven't put on my Mel Kuiper hat to figure out, you know, which are, you know, where is that cutoff? Is there three legitimate NFL starters? Is there
1: two? Is there eight? You know, I don't know what's in this pool yet. From my perspective, there are three talents at quarterback right now that are worthy of top 10 picks. Okay. We have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Three of those guys, I would imagine, I would be shocked if the all three of those. You don't guys, like
0: the Penix character?
1: I don't think Penix. I I do, but I don't think Penix is a top ten pick. Well, I, I, I just well
0: then you I, could I, sit I mean, at eleven and take that. You, I mean, you could because he yeah, seems could, like yeah, he seems in you the could. in the small sample. Granted, I've not watched a ton of Washington, but the games I have seen him play holy buckets, can that kid deliver the ball? And that's what this offense needs. That's how Cousins has survived. Mm -hmm. It's that arm strength. It's that accuracy he has. That's why he has been so effective. We've seen Mullins back here, Mm -hmm. over here, down here. You know, same with Dobbs and same with Hall. You know, they're going to get these receivers killed if they don't throw the balls where they need to be. And that's why Kirk... Is so loved by Jefferson. And every time you stick a mic down, you're there. Every time you put a mic in his face, oh, Kirk's a guy. Kirk's a guy. Bring me Kirk.
2: Right, right, right. (laughs) right. You, you know, it's also a mindset, too. You know, you talk about it. Like, everyone was, like, aghast when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Like, oh, what are they doing? with yeah, mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, they'd done that in the past. You know, you get an Aaron Rodgers behind a Favre. Even before that, it had Hasselbeck and Aaron Brooks is behind Favre. But, you know, you have to have a good solid quarterback and then try to – let's not just have him be, like, the backup that's, like, you know, in the corner, in the shade, you know. Let, let's try the to The Vikings farm. have never done that. I know. There, there's so it's never been a, a
0: quarterback in the weeds that everyone's like oh this guy's gonna be good you know it's always oh oh nick mullen oh uh, he got uh, he, he, he works you yeah. know it's never been you know simeon you know we always had these quarterbacks like oh geez mm-hmm. they, no one wants to see them usually the backup quarterback is the most popular guy for the fans here they're like no no that's okay we're, we're good
2: and i know it's a financial thing as well but when you see year after year after year, the franchises that know how to do it, that, uh, hey, I'm sorry, you know, at a certain point, players are going to get older and they have to be replaced, right? And when you see the value at quarterback and you want to farm one, that's why I was saying, you know, try to get Kirk Cousins Mm. in for a Mm short-term deal, get a young guy in there, and I'm pretty sure uh, and I don't know this, but Justin Jefferson's opinion is going to matter and might even weigh in. I don't think they're going to say, hey, Justin, who should we go for in the draft? But they know the skill sets and and uh, if you're going to get him and spend that money, you want to keep him happy.
1: Washington is at two. New England is at three. So that, that, that's going to make it really, really difficult for Minnesota to move up. Really difficult. And because I, I cannot imagine a situation where Washington and New England doesn't sit there and say, we have to take a quarterback. They, they ha- it, it would shock me if, if neither one of those teams um, drafted quarterbacks in the slots that they're in at two and three,
0: so it makes the Bears' decision even more important. Mm-hmm. Because if they say quarterback two, yeah. then then you are done. The cl- one, the, one, two, three will be a bear. And,
1: and then and it like and that brings to your point. If you like a guy like like Michael Penix, does Tennessee sitting at six? I believe they're sitting six or seven. Does Tennessee go with him, or does Tennessee like Will Levis enough? I don't. I don't I'm not convinced that they do, but. You know, they just drafted the kid last year in the second round. I'm sure they want to see what they got in him, but you know Arizona's sitting there at four. The Chargers are at five. Those are two prime candidates to trade down if somebody wants to go get another quarterback or if one of the quarterbacks falls. So it's, it's possible, but uh, I think there are too many hurdles in front of Minnesota and what it would cost Minnesota to move possibly to number one. Uh, that's the other guy the Bears 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 gonna trade trade that'd Uh, be pretty crazy so I think I think the pathway is just too difficult
0: all right um so overall you look at this team Brian Flores uh, he's been your hero uh, for years (laughs) Pierre does he return or does he get an NFL gig considering his lawsuit is still unsettled.
1: That's part, of the, that's part of the issue to where I think that might work to the advantage of the Vikings because I don't know if there's an owner out there that is going to hire Brian Flores as their head coach if as long as that lawsuit is still pending. Once it's resolved, then I think that opens the door for him to get another head coaching job in the league. But I, I think the owners are going to want to wait and see what happens with that lawsuit first before they make a decision to uh to make him a head coach. Now, is there a situation that you present to Brian Flores that where they say, "Hey, if you drop the lawsuit, we'll make you the head coach." I, I don't, think, that, that's, no. that, don't that, think that's that's that that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. More collusion. Yeah, exactly. That's and 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 I don't think I think Brian Brian Flores is a man of principle, and I don't think that will that will exactly play down in that fashion. So, with that being said, I I think Brian Flores he's going to be coveted. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. But if I'm if I'm the Wilfs, I am doing everything I can. To, Associate to head it, coach. It, to, well, if that's what it takes, fine. Yeah, right. Why not? I would. Why
0: not? Don, what do you think? You think he'll be back, or you think uh, this was a a one hit wonder? Let's hope he leaves a, a notebook around or two. Well, every anyways.
2: time I look at Mike Tomlin, <laughs> I just think, oh my goodness, what so you don't been? want it, right? What could have been if he stayed? So, um, what I I love to have B-Flow back. I, I agree with you. The whole lawsuit kind of kind of lingers, you know, over there. Although there could be some wild hair owners. I don't care. Yeah. Get on here. No doubt. (laughs) Let's go. So um, I I hope b flow comes back, but I I have a feeling at least one more. If he has another great improvement year with this defense, Mm -hmm. he's he's not here for long.
0: All right. Uh, Speaking of not being here for long, we are not here for long. We're leaving you now with that. But (laughs) – Ahmad usually tells everybody where to go. Pierre, can you uh fill that gap in? Or Don? Was I, was uh, I supposed social to be, media? Was I supposed to be paying attention you know, to that? I, I don't know. It? He says find Spotify us. On, us yeah, uh, you can you find know. us
1: anywhere you get your podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um Fox9.com. That's another else. one he 9com You can check us out on the Fox Nine YouTube of your page. App platforms. Yeah, anywhere you get your podcasts yes. that you might, but uh you know, most of, it, the easy one I would say to all of you out there, go to our Fox Nine YouTube page, you'll find us
0: there you go okay. and leave leave yeah. comments we read them all uh if have you responded to any yet uh, i haven't seen i any respond
1: response. i respond to them you know in my mind at my desk you <laughs> know and it's not something i'm gonna say right here on the air but no 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 just, just
0: type in there
1: no 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 uh, we love the comment we love the feedback you know and you know a, a special thanks to i don't know if we're gonna be keeping doing this maybe we might have to I do think we something should. We likes, i think but, we should there's but, uh, plenty
0: to discuss with this franchise you know
1: t- and to be honest with you we got to thank the fans for watching because uh, we see the numbers and we see how many people are tuning in and listening in and and they are significant numbers so we got to thank all of you for staying with us and and sticking with us and riding this up and down roller coaster of a season that has been for the vikings yeah
0: and don we'll let you close it out with you know what you have seen over the years you've been around this franchise covering them you've been in the locker rooms you've met all the characters from Favre to uh, you know whoever you want to throw out there but uh, what did you think of this overall group this year
2: you know, I would say for the past couple of years under Kevin O'Connell, I really, this team is having fun. They care about each other. All, all you hear is the word culture, culture, culture. But what I saw put on full display is other teams would have folded when a Kirk Cousins went down, when a Justin Jefferson went down, when, you know, your defense isn't bailing you out, um, and turn on each other. And I've been in locker rooms where they, they yell at each other. I've been in locker rooms where, you know, they just lost a game and they're laughing, and you're like, do I care more about this game than they do (laughs) you know so I've been in all different situations but to see how they didn't turn on each other and I'm not there's no moral victories but I do like the way this franchise is going is heading um, because it is a new era of athlete you can't you can't do that whole you know old school way of kind of bringing them along so it is working and I think it's evident of guys that came in late Dalton Reisner's um, you know even Cam Akers are just saying this place is different You know, so, and this place isn't just the beautiful facility, it's how they treat each other. And so if that goes, that's what will attract free agencies, uh, free agents in free agency, and uh, attract other people. So if they can keep this trajectory going that way in terms of the culture, but also not really giving up. They're in games that they had no right being in this year. That surprised me. Um, So I, I, I like what I have seen. But uh, I also say it's just not enough again. And, yeah. and I feel for Vikings fans because they're like, okay, here we go again.
0: Yeah, that's the way seasons have ended <laughs> since 1961. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. Who knows? Maybe it will be a free agent. Maybe some things will happen in the mm-hmm. postseason that will affect the Vikings. We'll jump on anytime something important happens. But for now, thanks for viewing, listening, watching, and we will see you soon.